Yevamus taf heyamud aleph andamud beis. Lessons in power. Shatnes tzitzis in yibum. So after last, the last year, yesterday, Ilan asked, "Is there any connection? The fact that we learn this principle of aseid docheloto aseid from from mitzvah tzitzit and the idea of shatnes in it, as we learned yesterday, uh, does, there, there must be some meaning in that. that from, from all places, that's where we learn the principle that we use throughout Shas, a universal principle of aseid docheloto aseid." Uh, what, what is the connection? And if we analyze it and go a little bit more deeply into it, we see that we, we get into the very essence of what Yibum is about. Because Yibum is the, the ultimate example of an Asei Doche Lotase, isn't it? You've got a very serious Lotase of an Eshetach, the, the, brother, the wife of a brother. And then the, if the brother passes away without children, all of a sudden there's a mitzvah of Yibun, and what was a, a serious issue becomes a great mitzvah, a mitzvah of Yibun. That transformation of a lot say into an assay uh, is exemplified by Yibun perhaps more than any other of the examples of assay doche lot So there's a connection not only between shatnes and, and mitzvah tzitzis, and Yibum, and, and, and Aseh Dochelot Aseh, but also about Yibum. And if we do that, and I've often mentioned to you that to learn Gomorrah, you need right and left brain simultaneously. You've got to use both. You can't just look at it analytically. You've got to use your analysis, analytical capacity, but you've also got to use an, an intuitive artistic capacity to understand it. If we look at this whole sugya with a, with a, through a art, more artistic lens, we get to the very essence of what Yibum is from a conceptual, from a philosophic standpoint. What it is, because Yibum is such a strange, strange mitzvah. Uh, there are many strange things about it, but one of the strangest things about it is it's so primal. It's, it's, it's a, a physical, sexual relationship without Kiddushin. Where do you have such a thing? The whole idea of Kiddushin is to make sure that that isn't what it's about, that the male-female relationship isn't something primal, that we elevate it and we introduce Kiddusho into it. And now you come with, with Yibum, and there, there's something so so primal about it. It's, some, it's something so strange. And yet in that, we, we begin to understand some of what the, the learnings of, of Yibum is. Let, let's go through some of the psukim. So we had yesterday, you shouldn't wear shatnes, linen, and wool together. Next posuk is, you must make tzitzis on the four corners of your of your garments. And we learn from that that even though I've told you a lot about shatnes, if you have proper tzitzis with chelet and all and it's and it's shatnes, then <laughs> the tzitzis are still still good. The assay is doche lota assay, the mitzvah of tzitzit pushes aside the lota assay of, of shatnes. And I've highlighted the word kanfot there. And the Gemara said back on Daf Gimel Amud Beis, the Gemara was answering with the idea of Asei Lotase, and that applies by a regular Lotase. What about one where there's Karet? And then the Gemara says, and in any case, where do we just get the general principle of Asei Lotase? Then on Daf Dalit, we have this whole thing of Shatnes. And on Daf Hey, the Gemara starts, our Daf today, the Gemara starts exploring. Uh, that works according to the Tanda Debe Rabbi Shmuel, which is the whole, uh, the, the, the approach through which the Gemara gets to this point. But Larabon and Malu, the Rabbonin have a different understanding of, of what a Begid, how a Begid is defined, and that kind of undoes the Limud, how do you learn it? And then the Gemara tries to learn from all sorts of different places how we learn, Asei Dorchelota, Asei Konut Rabbonin, 
pushes them all aside. And at the end, on Davhei Amud Beis, you've got to come back to Shatnas and Tzitzis. That's where you're going to learn it from at the end of the day as well. So as much as the Gemara tries to find other sources for Aseh, we keep on coming back to the Mitzvah Tzitzit. Now this idea of... of um, of, of tzitzit, which when we're given the mitzvah in Parshat Shlach, so Parshat Kitetze is where we learn from that you can have tzitzit, with, if it's a tzitzit that has tchelet, you can wear it even if it's shatnez, but the actual mitzvah of tzitzit, third paragraph of the Shema, is given to us in Parshat Shlach. Notice that word kanaf. What does the word kanaf mean? Wing. Wing? Corner. corner. What's the relationship between a wing and a corner? What's this word kanaf? So if we go back, the first case of, of Yibum that we have is with uh, Yehuda and, and Onan, when he tells him to be Miyabim, his sister-in-law, um, long before Har Sinai. The second time we have it in, in Tanakh, clearly given as a, as a case, is in, in Ruth. Uh, and, and that's a, just a fascinating story of, again, of sexuality, of and, and mitzvah, it's just, the, the, it's such a strange story when you read it, how Naomi sets Ruth up to go into the house, of the, uh, into the bedroom of the Godel Ador in the middle of the night, uh, all dressed up in for Shabbos, uh, and, and she goes and, and, and presents herself in the middle of the night to Boaz. Boaz wakes up in a terrible shock, doesn't know who it is, what it is, ask her, are you real, are you a ghost, are you a real woman, what's going on here? And, and she says, and he says, Miat, who are you? I am Rut, your main maidservants. And here we have that word kanaf again. Spread your wings over your maidservant. Because you are my miyabin. This is something that you should be doing. And, and, and it's a whole, on, on, the, on my other website, on rabbalafen.com, there, there's Shirim on, on root. And we learn this whole thing through because it's, it's so strange. If the din is that, that Boaz should marry root, and Nomi knows that's the din, why doesn't she make an appointment with him, go and see him in his study and say, Boaz, there's a situation here where there's an opportunity for a mitzvah for you. Can we set up a shidduch? How do you do shidduchim? To send root in the middle of the night to his bedroom? What, what is this about? So it's, a, it's an important thing, but we see there there's also primalness in it. So whenever we come to Yibum, there's something very primal in it. What is that about? If you look at the Malbim, he says the idea of, of Ruth, let's go through the whole Malbim. So, Baltach Shov Zotli Pritzut in the Kevat Sovev Gever. Please, Boaz, don't consider this pritzut as an immodest act that the girl is pursuing the guy. That's not, that's not the way it's normally done, and that's not the sneeze way to do it. That makes the girl very vulnerable if she pursues the man. The man has to have the courage to invite the girl out, to pursue the girl. He's got to put himself at risk. The girl shouldn't have to put herself at risk. So you might think, this is pritzut. We're connected already. I'm here as a member of your, of your household. I'm your maidservant. And just as a master and a maidservant have a relationship, you have a relationship with me from the perspective of Yibum. 
אין ופורשת כנפיך על אמתיך, היא מליצה נלקחה מן העופות שפורשים כנפיהם על בני זוגם בעת הזיווג. This comes from birds who spread their wings when they're being intimate with one another. וגם רמזה שאין זו ביאה שלא כמצוות התורה, and also she suggests this is not something that's פריצות and against the Torah. שכנפי הבגד שיש בהם ציצית מצילים מביאה זו כמעשה המוזכר בספרי. On the contrary, what tzitzis save a man sometimes from embarrassing himself, himself with an isur. And we have the famous story of the Sifri where that happens. A man sees his tzitzis and his Yerushimayim comes, he gets his, his Yerushimayim back. We talked yesterday about Yerushimayim and Ava. And, Ava, and, and tzitzis help to get the Yerushimayim back. So by mentioning kenafot, which means the, the wings of the bird, but it also means the corner of the beged, I'm implying to you that this intimacy, spreading your wings over me, is not something that should cause you concern, because this is this is what you need to be doing. And we see again in Parshish Kitetzi, lo yikach ishet eshet aviv, lo yigale knaf aviv. The word knaf used with sexuality. And Rashi says that based on the Gemara and Kiddushin, that shomeret yabam shel aviv, haruya aviv. This is talking about the isur of a man having relationships with a woman who is set aside to be the, the yabama of his father. They're not married yet, but she's the, the, she's the yabama. And that relationship between the son and the father's yabama is also, and what do we use? Yigale knaf aviv. That word of knaf comes back again. And then it's even on that, in, in Hamek Davar, the Ishashin, he said, a very, very important Nitziv. The Ishashin, he said, mikri prishat bigdo. When it, there's a proper chuppah, it's called putting your beged over the woman, in, enveloping the woman with your, with your beged. Klashon ha-katov bevigdo ba, and we see in Mesech the Kiddushin Dav Yudchet. As the Svaradim and some people still do today, the idea of wrapping the chasen and kala up with the beged, uh, we use a talus or they use a talus today, but when there's a connection of, so to say, marriage, but not chupa, mikri kanaf, you talk about it as the corner of the garment. She'en prishat kol ha-beged. Because you're not taking her in with a whole beged. It's just the edge. It's just the corner. He wanted her to marry him to marry her. The Godel Ador is going to marry this young girl, this convert is working in the fields. It's not right. To marry her as proper woman, that's not Lefi Kvado. So, so what, what, what do we have here? If you look at it again through, the, through a more artistic lens, the example of the most vulnerable woman is the woman who's just lost her husband and she has no children. She's left her father's protection. She's left the protection of her family and her brothers. She's gone now. She's moved over to her husband's family. She's part of this family. The husband dies. If there were children, then the children are still grandparents of the father's parents and, and nephews and nieces of the, of the father's brothers and sisters, but she doesn't have any children. So she's out on a limb. She's a woman with no support system. That's the ultimate of feminine vulnerability. 
So what, what is the ultimate of mas masculine power? Is his sexuality. Says the Torah, what you've got to be able to do here, this is not just about sexuality. This is about, this is about creating protection for this woman. And yes, you didn't choose her to be for chuppah, as the Nitziv says, this is not about, for us to big the chot, it's not your beged, just the kanaf. Just make her part of your household. She doesn't have to be central to your household. She doesn't have to be core to your household. Just the kanaf. The kanaf is the edge, but it's part of something bigger. You've got the part of, of, of the, the corner of the clothes where the tzitzis go, it's just the corner, but it's part of the whole beged. Make her part of your beggar just on the edge. But a kanaf is also the, the protective wing of the bird. By bringing her in, you give her that protection. And, and, and that's why this is such lesson in, lessons in power. Power is given to us as a tool for protection. If a person has power, you've got to know that Hashem wants you to protect someone or something or people. That's why He's given you power. If a nation has power, it's there to protect. If a business has power, it's there for protection. Trade unions develop because businesses exploited workers instead of, instead of protecting them. It's the job of the, of the party with the power to protect. It's not the job of the person without the power to grab protection and to, and to protect themselves. The person with power, that's what power is for. Power is for protection. And the, husband, the husband's brother is the, at that moment in the girl's life, he is the image of, of power. He's got this whole family that she was going to marry into. Now this, the oldest brother leads this family, but she's not part of it. He has to come and, and take her in. And, and there is primalness, if there is such a word, there is primalness in the whole thing to understand that male sexual power is primal and how careful one has to be as to how it's used. Just look what's gone on in the world in the last few years with the abuse of Of, of male, uh, of, of masculinity, and the need of women to have to take the measures that they've had to take to protect themselves. Women shouldn't have to protect themselves from men. Men should be the protectors of women. And I know that nowadays that's not very politically correct because women can take care of themselves and they're as strong as men and all of that, but I'm teaching Torah, not, uh, not politics. And Alpi Torah, the woman represents that form of, of being That, that has enormous power, enormous strength, but she gives that power, she has that power, when she feels secure. The power, feminine power needs to feel secure. A man can manage in, uh, with insecurity. He, uh, he can thrive with insecurity. And he can push the boundaries when he feels insecure. A woman is not at her best when she feels insecure. A woman is at her best when she is secure in the love of somebody that she admires. And when her husband dies and she's got no children, that all falls apart. And she's not able to be herself. She's not able to be that strong woman that she was. Comes Yibun and Torah says, don't abuse your masculinity. Use your masculinity to be poires kenafecho alamotecho. Notice the weakness of, of the woman. And, and just as tzitzis come at the corner at the edge, you just need it at the edge and that transforms the whole beged because the corner is part of the beged. Make that woman part of your household, even if it's just on the edge. Make her part of your household so that she feels she's part of something bigger and she feels secure and she feels taken care of. That's the responsibility of those blessed with power. <laughs>